HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Diageo Bar Academy. Learn more at diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. It's a butter egg made from plants. Bring more customers in your doors with Just Egg. Start with a free sample at ju.st slash hrn. This week on Meet and 3, we're talking organization. Not mise en place or keeping your knives in a row, but labor organizing. If any restaurant worker is listening to this and is like, yes, I want something different, but I don't know where to start. First step they just need to do is to find one of us and get plugged in. As independent contractors, they can't directly tell people, you know, when or, or where to work, but by using sort of gamified nudges to push people, that is sort of how they um, move the workforce around. Tune in to Meet in 3, available wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Guys. Hey, hey. Gentlemen. What's been happening? I see that uh, from what I can tell on social media and definitely not in person or even virtually uh, or over the phone, Southern's opened like 100 new bars in the past week or something like that. 98. What the hell, man? Thank you. It'll be it'll be a hundred tomorrow. <laughs> How do you do this all the time without yeah. telling your buddies about it? I mean, like, I, well, I mean, so we're just slightly opening a new bar. We 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 decided uh, this year to reclaim, or rather, to claim the outside service. Right, last year we kind of got steamrolled by the necessity of doing it, and we didn't really uh, adjust ourselves to fit into being outdoors. You know, we're trying to serve a Manhattan on a 110 degree day on the streets of New York and it simply wasn't working for us. So, um, I've rebranded Amore Amargo just for the summer. And in fact, in the, in the title, it says summer 21. So it's, so now we call it spritz by Amore Amargo summer 2021. Gotcha. So it's almost like an internal pop-up. Um, so we're outdoors serving our style drinks. We've always had one long effervescent drink on the menu at all times. So mm-hmm. now we have eight of them. Uh, and then our core six drinks, the Manhattan Old Fashioned Negroni, the Deep Palm Palma, the Adamaro, and the Sharpie Mustache, and then eight long drinks, uh, very spritz style. We've 
made the outdoors look more like a piazza with big umbrellas and brightly colored paintings uh, that Natalie checked it on the walls. So big, beautiful murals. It's really, uh, yesterday we launched it and it took off immediately. So I think it's going to be successful for us. And frankly, bigger than that, it's going to make me a happier person. I have not liked being outside. Uh, so now I still don't like it, but I don't like it less. How's that? That's, that's, that sounds like it's about par for the course. That's the most positive thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming around, guys. We did it. We and finally got through and grew and grew. No, but I, I get yeah, it. Though. I, hate it. I, I still hate it. I just hate well, it less. But, but the thing is, it's like but now you hate it by choice. You know, it's like now it's a yeah. thing that you yeah, have exactly. chosen to hate, and that's not nothing. <laughs> that's it. Wow. You nailed it. Um, so yeah, I did that, yeah. and of course, opened Etheria a couple of weeks ago, and then we just opened Soda Club. So yeah, we're the the city is coming back to life and we starting are starting to open to up just like your heart come back you know? and bloom <laughs> finally growing three sizes in one day <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah it's crazy i mean i've seen so many <laughs> positive things coming from your way so that's and congrats man that's really great thank you thank you so much i wish you could come out here and check it out i can't wait till you can i'll be out there very soon actually um as the world is opening up yeah. you know there's i've seen a lot of people traveling out here you know i work at napa uh some of the time and I get to see, you know, firsthand like tourism, like legit tourism, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, starting to see a lot of people coming out and it's a, you know, it's happening. June 15th in California is the date. No more masks, no more anything for that has to do with COVID uh, unless it has to do with, you know, certain types of travel and obviously certain places like hospitals and stuff like that. But yeah, it's interesting because yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm turning 40, me and my twin brother, Twinsmas, uh, our birthday, as we call it, Twinsmas. <laughs> That's, creepy. You always say creepy. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so. Because uh, <laughs> the, the immediate thought I have is the twins from the they, I think it's. I think it's <laughs> they, have the, they have the braids and everything, yeah. too. But yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's interesting, you know, like, it, it, I do want to stress that, you know, it's not over yet. COVID's not over, but, you know, I still take all the precautions you're supposed to. No. Like, we have to get tested a bunch of times because we're, we're hopping from one island to another. You got to get tested before that, uh, you know, all these things. So you still got to be really respectful of people who are working in the field and, you know, just don't be a dick, you know. And just your fellow human. Yeah. Fucking get vaccinated, exactly. get tested, and, do the right thing. Yeah, so you're I to Hawaii. Hawaii. That sounds and awesome. I'm I'm itching to travel again. Yeah, I'm damn I mean, sure itching to get to the beach. As much as you love the outdoors, apparently, <laughs> you love being outside. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. I was there for Wife and Wine Festival a couple of years ago, right before you know everything went down. And uh, you know, it was my first time, and I was like, man, I have a I have a ukulele, like a real cheap one that I've had forever that I never really felt inspired to play, but. I was like looking around at these things and I was like, man, I really, I mean, like ukulele shops in Hawaii are like pizza joints in New York, you know, like, like <laughs> it, you have no problem finding one, you know, they're just everywhere. Famous original exactly. ukuleles. Say, so like <laughs> I, I, I was really wanting to buy one and I just like, I just didn't, I passed on it. And then last fall, in like October, my girlfriend and I went on a big road trip for like two and a half weeks. And I, I happened to be looking on Craigslist for an, a guitar. Uh, I'm a left-handed guitarist. So for me, it's really hard to find 
that cool guitars that I want because they just don't make them basically. But I found one in Santa Fe where we were going to be staying for a few nights, and I uh, I hit up the guy. I was like, "Yo, I'll I'll take this from you. Let's meet up." And you know, I, I'm, again, I'm the silver lining guy in the group. But like, what happened was mm-hmm. I, I bought the guitar, and I'm sitting on this guy's tailgate of his truck, playing around with it, and uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll I'll take this, man." And I you know Venmo him, and he all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, actually, he's like." I got something for you. We'd been communicating for like three weeks before and kind of like, you know, become friendly. And he was like, man, I got something for you. If you want it, I think you'll like it. But if you don't, don't worry, you don't have to take it. But I I just, I'm not really playing much anymore. And he pulls out the exact same ukulele that I was looking at in Hawaii. And it was like, he was like, you can just have this since you bought this so i, I made the joke when i what? got back to my girlfriend i was like yeah i bought a 1200 dollar ukulele and you threw in a martin guitar <laughs> for free but, <laughs> but you know uh it, it was it was kind of a sign it was like i was meant to have this ukulele so the thing is it's a baritone ukulele which means it's tuned exactly like mm-hmm. the bottom four strings of a guitar so i don't even have to learn any different chords it's just like playing a guitar and it's also since it's a baritone it's a little bit larger i'm six four so it actually makes it looks less awkward on me but i'm really excited to take that with me to hawaii when uh when we go in a a couple weeks which leads me to our guest actually that's that's first of all that's a great story but yes it does lead to our guest i appreciate you sharing sharing that story a twelve hundred dollar ukulele i think mine's right right. that's right It's a starter. Yeah. Um, that leads us to our guests. We have Jessica Graves in the studio, who's actually a ukulele instructor, amongst many other things. <laughs> ukulele hero. A ukulele hero, even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as named so by um, Ukulele Hunt or ukunt.com uh, writer, Mr. Alistair Wood. Uh, once, once upon a time, once upon a time, I've been playing the ukulele wow. since 1999, cool. and uh, and I, uh, yeah, I got uh, my my ukulele band, uh, Shorty Long, back from back in those days. Uh, we were called Ukulele Heroes That's on so ukulele. That's so Ukunt. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the ukulele yeah. community is so clever with their wordsmithing. <laughs> In Dallas, they have a ukulele society. Uh, it's called the Dallas Ukulele Headquarters, or <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, among other things you said, Jess is also joining us because she makes delicious absinthe in the great state of Texas. It's true. It's true. Um, and you've been on the show before. Thanks for coming back and joining us. How have you been since we've seen and spoken to you last, which was well before the pandemic? So I want to I want to talk about some of that as well. But let's talk about what's going on with your absinthe. Sure. Um, so since I last was in New York to record the speakeasy in the in the garden, um, the uh, the absinthe has doubled. Uh, we started off with our our sort of high water mark. The the the, the most glorious green, um, our emerald absinthe, and uh, and then last 
fall. We, it sort of like a, was a soft launch because um, nothing was happening. Uh, mm-hmm. But we did, in fact, get the bottles and put the <laughs> booze in the bottles and then send it out into the world in a few places. Um, our opal absinthe, uh, which is what we are calling our, our white absinthe. Um, so we, we have yet even more absinthe. Uh, the opal is the one that I tasted that like convinced me that we, that the guys were right that we should start an absinthe <laughs> distillery. Um, it's the it's the one that converted me. I, I joined the dark side after tasting that one, um, and uh, and then um, let's see. So we had when when I when I was last on the show. So that was what um, spring of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the uh, the elderflower and the jasmine, and we had just put out. Or actually, you guys got the the first taste of midnight marigold, mm-hmm. and then like. Uh, a couple days after I got back, we actually had our launch party here in Texas. So you guys actually got the the, the actual first taste, the <laughs> very first bottle, uh, and uh, and then um, uh, so the Midnight Marigold was our first bitter cordial, and we've since done another sort of collaborative recipe, uh, uh, you know, fun fun times um, with a there's a a liquid catering company here in Austin called uh, Sourced Craft Cocktails, and so we made a sourced signature. Amaro, and it is uh, uh, you know, a, a bitter cordial, right? Because we're not we're not actually in Italy, so we don't we don't call it Amaro. But um, our sourced signature bitter cordial, which is uh, a pretty traditional Italian herb blend plus um, ancho chilies and a proper kick yeah, of spice for, sure. for a real Texas twist on the uh, classic nice. sort of flavor. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, r- remind me what it is besides maybe you're just brazen potential insanity that made you decide <laughs> that made you decide to open a distillery that sells such frankly niche and thus difficult to sell products. Well what made you say to yourself, you know what there isn't enough of out there? <laughs> Texas made absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I definitely, when I'm like, I make absinthe, uh, you know, in Texas, I definitely get a lot of side eye. Um, <laughs> well, you're the um, first, right? The first absinthe producer in Texas? We are. We're the best absinthe <laughs> producer in Texas and the worst because we're the only one. <laughs> yeah, you're following the Phil Duff rule. Uh, Duff, 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 who makes old Duff Geneva, he said, uh, yeah, we're, we're one of the number one selling uh, Genevers in America, but we have no competition. <laughs> you want to be number one at something, pick a category with no competition. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess um, uh, potential insanity for sure, and certainly anybody who sort of advised us early on in the um, like business development and like you know loan, whatever. The the, the person who actually ended up uh, helping us get our funding um, totally believed in us, regardless of how cockamamie the idea of making absinthe in Texas was, Uh, (laughs) which was great because you know we were confident. Um, I, you know, my, uh, it's one thing when your friends are like, wow, that's really t- good, you guys. And it's another thing when a stranger, um, like tastes it and then loses their mind and says, you make this, like, I need a bottle of this every 30 days for the rest well, of my life. That's how we met. That's and how you I- and I met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And now, and now yeah. I am a friend. So I guess my opinion doesn't count anymore. <laughs> Right. I am no longer an objective participant. So just like, yeah, cut off, well, cut off everything I've I said mean, about your products you know. after a summer of 2018. <laughs> well, I think, you know, like we, uh, you know, you're, you're part of the reason that we keep going, but uh, you just weren't in early enough to, to uh, help us be part of the reason that we actually like, you know, th- went all in and, and, you know, got the lease and started the, the, um, oh God, our permitting process. It took 22 months between when we got yeah. our building and when we sold our first bottle. It was, uh, there, there are many reasons that, uh, like this endeavor is like 
not a good idea. When people are like, oh, you want to distillery? That's so cool. And I'm like, don't. Do you see all the gray hair? Do not do, not yeah. do this to yourself. Don't. get Keep your 401k. Go work for somebody else. Don't. Do not do this to yourself. Um, <laughs> that's just, you know, I, any business owner is just going to, you know, they're going to have their stresses and whatnot. And we were not sure how we were going to make it through 2020 when everything shut down. But then they, they gave us the opportunity to make hand sanitizer and that sort of made it possible for us to bridge that gap. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, 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 the response to the stuff has been so positive and people who, um, like, like myself, um, who thought that absinthe was terrible, then taste it and go, Oh my God, I didn't know it could be so good. Um, and I just, you know, you, you yourself were an absinthe, uh, you thought it was, you thought it was a terrible thing. And then you said, I I can make it better. I can make it better. (laughs) my idea to start the the, the thing I, I had a I had a band and I had a, a an interpreting practice I was the sole proprietor of multiple businesses and um, you know I started seeing this fella who I I, I, I liked a lot and uh, on our like second date he was telling me all about how he was gonna um, you know yeah so second date you know hey babe I, I, I think I want to start an absent distillery and I was like oh that's nice you know <laughs> sure on your second date yeah he's just like you know telling me about his dreams and stuff red flag red flag red flag he's a chemist and uh and and quite good at at you know uh using uh extractions and stuff he's done a lot of laboratory work and, and, you know, he's, he's good at what he does. And, uh, you know, so when I, you know, heard him talk about that, I was like, well, he could, he could probably do that. That, that sounds kind of cool. I might be interested to see that happen. Um, but then, you know, we, we started, um, uh, like getting more serious and eventually I moved in with him and, uh, and then I realized, Oh, I'm going to actually have to like take his dreams a little more <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, then, then, uh, he went, um, so, uh, the, the three of us that, uh, that own and operate the business, it's me and Mancuso, Matthew Mancuso. And then, um, his best friend since they were 10, uh, Chris McLaughlin. So McLaughlin goes down to the, uh, uh, <laughs> to the store and buys so many boxes of wine that they made him sign a release saying that he wasn't going to be reselling it. <laughs> he was like, nah, we're just, we're just, uh, we're just going to have a party with a lot of sangria. Do they make you do that if you buy it by um, the bottle or is it just if you buy it by the box? I really don't know. I've never bought such a quantity of alcohol ever in my life. Um, so I don't know, but yeah. So once they, once they did their test batch and I got to taste it, I was like, Holy moly, this is okay. So I, it's not just a cute idea that I think is, I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And then I started researching cause I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, that's, that's the kind of nerd that I am. And I went and read everything I could find about absinthe and, you know, bought a bunch of books and really just got, just fell in love with the romance of it, you know? And then, um, then once we started doing the liqueurs and stuff, like getting into like Amari and just sort of the, the connection between, um, you know, sort of the, the, uh, the, the, God, there's, I mean, I say the connection between, there's so many connections of like how we grow herbs and how we eat food in all these different cultures and times. Uh, and it just, I just got so fascinated with the whole thing. So I was like, all right, so, uh, 
uh, distillery. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's Incredible. do it. So I, you know, uh, you know, I, I figure if I can be this excited about it, I can get anybody excited about it. And we've managed to do that to, uh, you know, not a humongous extent, you know, the, our bottle's not on every bar, but you know, I get more and more people, you know, sending me messages all the time asking, you know, I, I wish we could get our, uh, Texas legislature to pass a direct to consumer bill because I would have probably doubled my sales, uh, by now. But, uh, unfortunately everybody's like, can you send me a bottle to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nope. Uh, if you live in the district of Columbia, because it's not a state, uh, <laughs> and well, that's not yet, pretty much it. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg and I both have lived in, in DC right. and we talk a lot about how much we want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a, that's a, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not get too deep into that though. Cause we have to, <laughs> I mean, the legislature does, uh, occasionally do things that, that don't, um, make my blood pressure, uh, go, through the roof, but, um, yeah. <laughs> let's not go down so that I was road. Wondering, actually, like, was there like, <laughs> was there a big absent push or, or growth in Texas was, was this like a proactive thing or reactive? Like, I feel like, you know, there are when I, cause I, I, I love Texas and I love Austin, you know, and I know that like the cocktail scene has really exploded there as it has in a lot of places over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And, but I think of absinthe, like you know, in uh, kind of like used in cocktails. But is it like something that people are like? Are, how's, I mean, how's that going in Texas? You know, it's always so like hot there too. And it to me, it seems like a really well, very boozy. But it's a refreshing drink. You know, I drink pastis all the time. I love it. Um, but I was just wondering what mm-hmm. the what the scene's like as far as your sales go there. And in- right, well, um, you know, I I. I don't have access because of the way um, Texas liquor law is structured. Right, yeah. So I don't really get to see the good old like, TABC. Uh, yeah. So we, um, <laughs> so I don't really know to a particularly granular level. Like I, I won't be able to analyze the, my sales on the customer. I'm really not uh, really so much get, sales, but like but, the way people are enjoying sh- it. Sure. Well, so, I mean, there's been a, a bar in Austin for, um, they celebrated their 10th anniversary uh, either 2019 or 2020. Pesh? Cause what is time? Uh, yeah. Peche. Yeah, um, Peche. so, you know, they've, uh, they're, they're wonderful. You like you walk in the front door and there is like an eight foot tall yeah. absinthe <laughs> fountain, um, which is marvelous. Um, and, uh, I mean, they're, they're also like a, a wonderful French restaurant and, and they, you know, they have a lot more to offer than just absinthe, but, um, you know, that's been a, a staple for over 10 years now. And, um, and yeah, the, the, um, it's like the, the, the nerds, right. Uh, as, as with many other things that I enjoy, uh, like the people who love them really, really love them. And that's sort of enough to kind of keep things going, even when it's not necessarily a, uh, a very popular thing. And I think probably because there haven't been a whole lot of, uh, you know, outside of like, you know, Peche's extensive list, there's not a whole lot of places that offer like, uh, a really good, like a high end or, um, uh, whatever they'll, you know, the, the, the way distribution works in the state, it's just kind of hard to get your hands on a good bottle or consistently right. get your hands on a good bottle. And so like, not everybody has like been able to put that in the bar and have it sort of become like a, you know, anywhere near the uh, sort of regularly available thing that it was 150 years ago. But I figure if it was once the most popular drink on the planet, that it could probably <laughs> regain some of its former right. glory. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So, uh, so, you know, I'm still holding out for, for, you know, the green hour to be a, 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 a you know, something that more people know what the hell that is, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, everybody, everybody knows happy hour and that's where it started. So, um, uh, and, and yeah, I, you know, if, if I, who still don't like black licorice can enjoy, uh, you know, absinthe and, and, uh, you know, in various forms of various drinks. Yeah. And yeah, you're totally right. The, the, um, I, I make a patio pounder that I call the, uh, the, the green goddess, uh, which is basically my, my take on the, the, the green monster, which is a punch, uh, that they did. I, I think it was, I think it was actually, um, uh, uh, Oh, and of course I'm going to blank on it. What's your um, marvelous French cafe uh, over in Brooklyn? That Maison I, uh, Premier. Maison Premier. Thank you. I was like, it starts with an M. Where's my brain? Where's my brain? Crank, 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 crank. Nope. Uh, yeah, I think Maison Premier did that that uh, that recipe originally a million years ago, and I just sort of modified it to be a little more sort of single serving and summery and effervescent. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just really simple, like absinthe lime, simple syrup and soda. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's bright and springy and, um, and very low ABV like that, you know, everybody's scared of absinthe cause it's so high proof in the bottle, but, um, yeah. you know, a dab will do you. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and there's so much flavor packed in, you know, you can really just put a, a tiny little, you know, you put a bar spoon in any of, you know, any, anything with any sort of citrus or, or, you know, fruit juice or any sort of thing like that. And it'll just kick it up in a in a few a yeah. few different notches <laughs> yeah i love a, i love a moresque i don't know if you know that drink um orgeat typically pastis or absinthe uh made long with either water or seltzer really simple and delicious yeah. those, note, those notes of uh you know almond syrup alongside the anise flavor with you know plenty of, of dilution from water or seltzer it's a crushable summertime that drink. sounds fantastic i'm going to i think i have some orgeat uh, on hand, I'm going to have to gonna have to give that a, a try. Yes. Mm. Yeah, the Marisk. Um, well, let's take a break right here. Uh, we're about midway through uh, and hear from our sponsors. We'll come right back and keep talking with Jessica from uh, Texas. Uh, and maybe she'll break out her ukulele. Who knows? Stay with us. <laughs> if I'm going to do that, I am going to tune this thing. <laughs> so, guys, you know, I opened uh, Spritz by Amore Amargo for the summer of 2021. That's in my new outdoor patio uh, situation where we're serving a lot of long effervescent lower ABV cocktails. I heard, yeah. I think that's going to be a big thing this summer, honestly. I think a lot of people, you know, they they are excited to be back in bars, but they also still want to be outside in all the places. I mean, everybody has their little, you know, huts set up on the street anyway. Why yeah, not use Absolutely. Them? I mean, you know, yeah. we even have our, our parklet and on the weekends, they close down the two streets that Grand Army's on. So we have the street. So there's a lot of people coming out and of course they want to hang out for a long period of time so low abv cocktails are really great and as we're talking about on the show today it's something that you can do a lot with with very little you know what i mean yeah uh plus there's plenty of resources out there to help uh, bartenders uh, get a hold of information regarding low abv cocktails among many other things uh most notably of course baracademy.com uh from diageo uh which is a great resource for all sorts of information regarding low ABV cocktails, to-go sales, packaged cocktails, like all the things that we're all getting into right Southern, now. that sounds amazing. How much does it cost? <laughs> it's absolutely free, my it's friend. It's absolutely free. Yeah, no cost to you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great program. And I, I think that the accessibility of it is what makes it the greatest, right? It's uh, There's no barrier for entry. Um, as long as you've got, a, a, you know, some way to get online, 
Uh, you can check it all out uh, and find resources uh, from a, a range of things in, in also in a range of uh, a skill level sets, right? You don't have to be a professional bartender to learn something from this. Uh, so in, anyone from the novice all the way up to the seasoned pro or bar owner like us uh, can get a hold of this information and, and use it to their advantage. Which is great, too, because you can use it to, you know, if you're if you're just getting started and you want to learn more or if, you know, you're a, you, you're a bartender who's getting back behind the bar for the first time in a while. And you just want to brush up on the classics. It's got something for, for everybody, which is great. Yep. And you've got quizzes so you can test your knowledge, which everyone loves. I love a good quiz. <laughs> right? It's not a test. It's a quiz. It has a fun yeah. name. It has a Z in it. <laughs> And the Q. And the U. And the Q. It's it's like a 40-point Scrabble word. Yeah, especially if you hit that triple word <laughs> score. Uh, where can we get all this info, though, Greg? Uh, that would be DiageoBarAcademy.com. That is D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Outstanding. So check it out. Once again, absolutely free. You got nothing to lose, and there's a ton of great stuff there. So head on over today and check it out. This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. Just Egg is now the fastest growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant-based customers into your doors with easy to use Just Egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to ju.st hrn. Made from plants, Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier, with no cholesterol, and less saturated fat. And it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble, Great for omelets, frittatas, stir-fries, and French toast. There's also frozen, pre-baked, folded version that's ideal for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andres called Just Egg mind-blowing, and Bon Appetit says, so good I feel guilty eating it. Put the fastest-growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st hrn. And we are back. You were listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Today in the studio with us, we have Jessica Lee Graves, sign language interpreter, absinthe maven, and uh, ukulele expert who just scored our mid-roll with a fun impromptu riff on her song Tanqueray, also by Diageo, um, <laughs> off of the album, uh, what, what is it? Uh, All Your Talk of Love? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. yeah. Available on Spotify. Check it out. It's really good. Yeah, and that tune was actually written by my bandmate, Miss Raina Lee. We have the same middle name spelled the same way, and our band is called The Lovelies. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Isn't that cute? We, the Lovelies, we play ukuleles. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, <laughs> uh, so before the break, we were talking about, uh, at, you know, some of the uh, the absinthe that you make. And by the way, I have to chime in. I love using your opal absinthe as a float on top of a Negroni Spagliato. It is very decadent and very delicious. And uh, we were saying earlier, it dabbled to you. One is good. Two, if you really want to have a fun night on your porch. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, it's not like anybody's been going anywhere. So, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's not, that, I got you know the first time you did that, you sent me that. Uh, uh, you know, the, what you, what you've done. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. so I don't, I don't know that I've actually made a Negroni at home that wasn't that resume mm. <laughs> since then. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And, it, and it's fun because the louche turns, I believe you'll have to correct me because I'm colorblind and I can't personally verify this with absolute certainty. It almost creates this kind of like fun pink layer on top, right? Um, I, it, I, I suppose like, so the opal all by itself is, um, like an opal jewel. So it's got like, um, sort of bluish, greenish, purplish undertones, oh. but it's sort of like milky white. Um, but if it's put in with, um, you know, like a, a, a red, uh, liqueur, it's definitely going to make that like a milky pink for sure. Yes. There we go. I did it. <laughs> you did well it. Done. Figured it out. Well done. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about some of the other stuff you're working on. We well, yeah, I think this, this is but... yeah, this is a great way to jump into it, right? You're making a Negroni, which is a bitter style cocktail, and you're using some of the absinthe uh, with it. Um, but now you've started making some. You're not calling them Amari, though. You, by the way, uh, you mentioned earlier that you're not calling them that by choice. You absolutely can. Amaro certainly doesn't just mean Italian anymore. Sure, and ha- and sure. It hasn't, hasn't for quite some time, but you're calling them bitter liqueurs, right? Bitter cordials. Cordials, yeah. well, sorry. Well, bitter, I think bitter the, the way that we, um, you know, like so many people don't know what um, uh, Amaro means, um, who are sort of like walking into our distillery because they were in Bastrop area and like Googled distilleries. Um, Wait a minute, so you're in Brid- Bastrop? <laughs> Is yeah, that where Bastrop, you are? Bastrop, Texas, yeah. <laughs> are you friends with Brian Floyd? Oh yeah, he has our, our, <laughs> We have Amazing. our. Uh, uh, he he put in our emerald absinthe on. He only has room for about twenty bottles in the back of that tiny little bar in um, uh, in that wonderful new place, uh, uh, which I'm. It's something in market. I, I can't remember what it's called. I hate yeah. that I can't think of these things off the top of my head. But yeah, no. Brian Floyd's a marvelous bartender, and now uh, Bass Drop Texas is really coming up. They finally have fine dining, uh, and he's the he's the bar director for that that wonderful program uh right there on main street in historic bastrop texas that's amazing that's incredible yeah yeah so yeah we just you know we we figure bitter cordial like explains to somebody who doesn't know what these weird herbaceous you know niche storehouse market and eatery that's what it is yeah i I, I looked it up real fast Good, good for you. Um, uh, cause I certainly wasn't going to be able to pull that out of my files in my brain anytime soon. <laughs> it's, uh, early. it's early. and We've all had a bit of absinthe. <laughs> I, you know, maybe it's cause I haven't had any absinthe yet that I'm having such, I need to grease the, grease the skids. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Actually, so my, um, my great grandmother was born in Bastrop, Texas, uh, in 1899. And she was actually the third generation of my family uh in Bastrop, Texas. So it was really cool to get to to do our th- that it made really good sense for us to do our, our uh, distillery there. And as that town has continued to grow, as everything in Texas is in you know certainly around the Austin area. Uh you know, we're only about a half an hour east of Austin. And uh it's really, you know, there's a lot going on around here. And it's nice to see the place coming up like that. So uh, I was really delighted that that Floyd and and his wife Amy uh, bought a house out there, and then that once you know we could actually do things like have a restaurant open. That they uh, that he was part of that that whole thing. It's really it's really special. It is, yeah, and it's it's highly coincidental because it's not a huge town, right? Um, so let's talk about that uh, bitter that you're making. Sure. Um, also, we have the the Midnight Marigold, which um, like. 
there's a, you know, it's, it's Midnight Marigold because Midnight Cowboy, which is one of the cocktail bars that sort of kicked off our, uh, the Austin area sort of cocktail um, revival, uh, along with Peche that we were talking about earlier. It's like Peche and Midnight Cowboy are like the, the, the OG uh, cocktail bars in Austin and, uh, and Midnight Cowboy had been using marigolds as a, as a garnish uh, in a cocktail on, on one of their menus once upon a time. And uh, they love the color. And since most Amari are like brown or red, having one that was orange uh, seemed novel. And uh, so the, the GM at the time, Ryan Ehrlichman, approached us saying, hey, do you guys maybe want to develop a, like a recipe with us? And we were like, that sounds like fun. And uh, so we started off with the marigold as sort of the, you know, that was our jumping off point. And then um, it made sense to do uh, turmeric, mm-hmm. right? Mar- marigold, turmeric, ginger, caraway, coriander, and uh, kina, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Chincona bark. Uh, and uh, and the other bitterant is wormwood, like we use in our absence. So a uh, little, little connection across the, the, the liqueurs line to the uh, to the absence there. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's incredible stuff. Really delicious. Um, I don't have any on hand at the moment, but you, you got some to me uh, in the past before, before the world went to hell. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. And now I'm asking, is it available here in New York? It sure is. Um, there's a, you know, we, we would, we would love to have a proper, like, um, you know, distributor that would like actually like bring it to your, your bar, uh, you know, like, with, like all the rest of your stuff. But, um, for, for now we're using a little platform called LiveDib, Liberation Live Dib, right. Distribution. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, any bottle shop or bar in, in, uh, in New York could, could in fact order it. Um, and it would be drop shipped from my warehouse, uh, uh, in, uh, in Bastrop, Texas. LiveDib. Uh, so I could order it through LiveDib and then, you know, here's, here's the interesting thing. Um, Right now, and for uh, at least the foreseeable future, they're they're hinting at that it's going to go on for two years. All bars and restaurants can sell package right now, so I could sell your stuff to the public. Ooh, well, wouldn't that be fancy? It would be fancy. You think you think those New Yorkers would like spicy things too? <laughs> uh, some do, some do. There's a some lot of text be... pads in New York. Yeah, some. <laughs> I love that term. Some I can... love that. Some some of them can be brought over the fence, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoy that stuff. And now that I know that it's uh, gettable through LibDib, I'll I'll look into getting it. We haven't used LibDib yet, um, but uh, I'm overdue to give it a try. So you might be my. Well, idea. there's so many little things that you you know you wouldn't be able to get otherwise because they're just you know little brands like ours. Where it's a pretty cool platform. I, I guess I've just been slow on the uptake because I. You know, I, I I jokingly ask a lot of operators and owners and friends of mine. You know, like. How many, you know, how many purveyors and distributors do you have to deal with to make your back bar happen? And they're like, including beer and wine. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And the and the numbers hover around like seven to nine, you know. And I'm already, yeah. I'm, already I'm already well into the twenties. Yeah. Uh, Keeping my back bar afloat, <laughs> and then that doesn't include the retail that I deal with as well. So, you know, like. It's just one more thing. Um, yeah, and that's but, why we would like but, to have a regular distributor so that we're not adding yet another to that list because I know Yeah, it's, but I even if you get a distributor, it might be one that no one has. You know, like it doesn't matter. Fair, it's either way. Fair. Uh, and, and my bar is built, you know, all around the notion of uh, the obscure. So uh, it's just the, the price I have to pay. So I'll look into it. You'll, you'll, be the, you'll be the thing that encourages me to finally get on LibDiv and check it out. I, I love being the instigator. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that sense from you. <laughs> Every time you're around, we seem to have a pretty raucous time. Uh, you are an instigator of good times. Well, you know, I'm I'm here to have a good time. 
I think I think the last time and you bring it with you. Everybody in the pool. Yeah, and you bring it with you. I think the last time you were in New York City that we hung out, we we went out for uh, it was one of those nights where like, yeah, let's go out for one or two and I wound up coming home like 14 hours later. <laughs> this is absolutely what happened. <laughs> Uh, it was great. Yeah, we talked. We talked business. The whole thing was a business meeting. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was very businessy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> we did a lot of business. Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All tax deductible business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's just such a. You know, you you guys have an embarrassment of riches. Uh, hopefully, still even after. Uh, you know the 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 attrition. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, you know the the. The, the just marvelous things that are just, you know, walk from this place to that place and walk from this place to that place. I just, you know, it's a, it's a marvel for somebody who lives in a place where you can, you know, well, you could walk between a lot of things, but, uh, um, like nine months out of the year, that's a sweltering prospect. <laughs> yeah. You can, it doesn't right, mean that yeah. you should. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we are coming back to life uh you know i see it now that we're on uh you know really rolling into the outdoor space again um yeah they're popping up like you know it's, it's little poppies popping up out of the ground um springtime for sure is back in new york and i think that as restrictions get relaxed and more people get vaccinated you know i do the indoor service called reserve um and i i started beginning the service with uh, the question who in the room has been fully vaccinated uh, and the last three services 100%. So it's only 10 people at a time, but still to be in a room with everyone that's been fully vaccinated and past the two week, uh, uh, you know, period um, it's, you know, we're seeing it happen. So, you know, the city is becoming more and more alive based on the fact that everyone here is doing what needs to be done to get it open. Yeah, and you know that we're definitely seeing that in in Texas as much much though you may hear uh, ob- objections from uh, folks. <laughs> we we do have some notable exceptions, but uh, you know, in, among my sort of uh, you know my, my fam, uh, and I know that you know certainly people in the the service industry are you know uh, they're they're very interested in uh, being being protected. Uh, while they're out there, you know, making a good time for folks and people are so ready to have a good time. I, uh, mm-hmm. my birthday was yesterday and, uh, I had, I share a birthday with a dear friend of mine and, uh, we got to go out to a bar wow. we yeah. sat inside and we drank cocktails and laughed and we hugged each other. And it yeah. was just really wonderful. I mean, just after I got that first jab, um, which I went back in March, it just, you know, it's, it's amazing what happens. Like your brain starts allowing you to have thoughts that like you were just sort of like, nope, 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 nope. Not even going to think about it. Hurt too much. Nope, nope, nope. And then, you know, once, once that happened and it was like, oh, wait, but this is real now. You know, I just, um, it, it really sort of changed just where I think from about the world. Sure, even and, the ability to start to make plans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be able <laughs> to plan things is, is, a, is a human, uh, you know, a, a, a high on the list of desires for humans is to be able to plan and foresee. And I think but, that for the past year, we haven't been able to really do any much future planning. Well, yeah. or, or you've had to plan too much. Like mm. what I'm looking forward to is just getting back and it's starting to feel this way as to where, you can just go into a bar yeah. without making a reservation. Right. You know, and you don't, oh wait, I can support a bar without getting takeout. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. All these things. I've been making the joke about, yeah, it's like, even if you want to go to a dive bar, you still got to make a reservation. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not, that's not the spirit of, of that kind of right. experience. Spontaneity right. and just spur the moment and let's, 
let's land in a cool neighborhood and tour around, have a drink here, a drink there, a cocktail here. I want to take my shirt off there, again. What have you? Take your shirt <laughs> off in a bar. Me too. <laughs> no more shirts yeah. in bars. Everybody in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> the water's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're all feeling the lift from our shoulders uh, of this stuff coming off of us. And effervescent like the cocktails on your patio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at you tying it back. Um, Well, I need to get a hold of some Midnight Marigold and get that into a lengthy uh, bubbly cocktail on my patio. I think that speaks to the the Marigold speaks to spring. Um, So I think as soon as this show is over, I'm going to check out LibDiv and I'll get... I'll get plenty of bottles that I can use on the on the menu, and I'll get some bottles that I can sell to the public as well. If people are listening and want to come and, and speaking give it a whirl. of that, Souther, mm-hmm. uh, she was saying on the break that she has these really cool three packs of floral and herbaceous spirits. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. So um, it's a little um, uh, three pack of two hundred milliliter bottles. And Adorable. So we, yeah, they're a little cutie. So like for people who don't want to like buy an entire bottle that they don't know. Uh, if they like it or not, uh, it's got the elderflower, um, which we color pink with elderberry juice, um, uh, and then our jasmine liqueur, so like jasmine flower, jasmine tea, um, and then the midnight marigold. And on the back of the box uh, is a recipe uh, for each of those um, from the uh, some of the, the the greatest bartenders that I know in Austin. So uh, you know, you know, if you're, you're like, well, what do I do with this? It's like you have a you have a starting point there. With uh, some some lovely cocktails from some of my most marvelous, uh, you know, magician mixologists. So, thanks. Yeah, it really is one awesome. of those things where it's like, you know, for a lot of companies, they start out obviously making seven fifties, seven fifty milliliter bottles. But then, like, you know, for things like liqueurs and absinthe, you know, where a little, like you said, a little dabble do you, you know, it's it's nice to have a, a smaller option. Agreed. Yeah, and it's, it's consumer so. friendly as well. I, you know, I have so many people right now coming through the shop, and they'll they're like, "Man, uh, you know, a bottle of chartreuse is relatively expensive for you know compared to right. the other bottles on my bar, and I'm going to use it so little." My first response always is, "Well, it never goes bad." <laughs> um, and then my second response now, because I can do it, is I'll say, "Well, I'll crack it open and pour it into a hundred milliliter flask for you and sell you a hundred milliliters." Um, Again, these are the restrictions that have been lifted right now. So, you know, I'm allowed to sell cocktails to go. So I could say, well, I'll just pour you absinthe or uh, chartreuse or absinthe or whatever into, into a hundred milliliter flask and I can sell that too. So that's, a, you know, it's been a, a fun way to get people to engage and, and try things out maybe that they wouldn't have normally tried. So I love the idea of the three pack of two hundreds. Yeah. With, with chartreuse people saying that like, I'm not going to use it. And like, I would say the third thing is, you don't think so yet. <laughs> You'd be surprised how quickly those bottles disappear. I think uh, so too. You, you know, once you once you understand what a hammer can do, you use that thing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then every cocktail is a nail. Every cocktail is a nail. <laughs> you have it in your shower. Shower Shower <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's wonderful! Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to play with that one. Um, uh, I, when my first my very first drink out, um, I, I graduated from college after a fifteen year uh, gap between my uh, uh, second to last semester and my last semester. <laughs> You're on the fifteen year plan. <laughs> Quintessential super senior. Um, yeah, and uh, and uh, and my very first time out at a bar was uh, to celebrate my graduation, and the very first uh, drink that I had was a naked and famous. Nice. Uh, Joaquin Simo. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that drink is also featured in Robert Simonson's new book, Tequila and Mezcal Cocktails. Ooh. Or maybe it's Mezcal and Tequila Cocktails. I can't remember how to go. And that's the yellow chartreuse, not the green chartreuse that we also so love. But, you know, yeah. I, I like them all. <laughs> I do, too. I'm an I'm a indiscriminate imbiber. Equal opportunity. <laughs> in, equal opportunity imbiber. Yeah. Cool. Where can we uh, learn more about this? What's well, um, we do a, 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 a little bit of uh, Instagramming at Violet Crown Spirits. Um, Austin is the city of the Violet Crown, um, and uh, that dates back to the days when O. Henry was here writing, uh, and a little bit before that. But uh, yeah, V-I-O-L-E-T-C-R-O-W-N Spirits.com, as well as at Violet Crown Spirits on Instagram, which is most of our activity online. Very cool. I'm on it right now. Sweet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it'd be fun to, um, I guess, you know, like there's so many people like us who are like wondering where we can find it. Uh, and see so you have uh, a section on your website that says keep in touch. I'm sure that's where people can go to like figure out where they can get it in, in their state, in, in their, uh, in the Bastrops and uh, <laughs> other towns of the world. Yeah, you know, um, I try to, um, I need to do another update because we've expanded a little bit. I, actually, it's like where to enjoy um, has a list of uh, like cocktail bars and uh, retail spots that it's, it's due for an update, but that's, uh, that, that's, that'll, that'll be happening here soon. I've rejoined the world and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm checking in. Uh, so uh, that'll get updated soon. Uh, but, you know, we're available in Texas, uh, Tennessee, Louisiana, uh, and then Illinois, California, and New York. So wow. we, we're, we're not very, uh, uh, you know, like there's one bottle shop that keeps ordering Midnight Marigold in uh, San Francisco called, uh, 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 is it Bottles and Bitters or Bitters and Bottles? Bitters and Bottles. There we go. Yeah. Bitters and Bottles uh, has our Midnight Marigold there. Um, okay. And then, I'll swing uh, by and grab them. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I didn't know you was in that in that neighborhood. I'm everywhere. Yeah, yeah you're I'm right. Everywhere. <laughs> you get around. I hear that about you. <laughs> the, the omnipresent Damon Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Very so cool. uh, it's it's exciting, and yeah, and yeah, it looks like um, they're going to be opening uh, the Absinthe Bar in New Orleans here before too long. I think by the fall uh, they might be doing the Bella Pock again, which Ooh, yeah. uh, features both our both our both our absence there and. I don't know. They're, they're, we're, we're expanding. We're getting out there. Well, I can tell you this. We are already in the planning stages for an event we're going to hold in October uh, called Les Enfants Terribles, right, right? The, ter- the terrible babies, the terrible children, um, <laughs> where we're going to do um, in the former space that was Honeybees, we're going to do a month-long Halloween-style pop-up uh, that's featuring mostly absinthe Ooh. cocktails. <gasps> Oh, that sounds like so much fun. All right, buy plane tickets now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're invited. Uh, So we'll be definitely, uh, I'll definitely be reaching out to you after the show to get some product and... Plans for the future? It makes me so happy. Yeah, here we go. Plans. We're planning. We're making plans. Um, But man, what a great time catching up with you. Uh, So great uh, to be with you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been really fun. Thanks so much for breaking out your ukulele and playing us a little ditty while we did our... Uh, you know, sang for our supper there at the mid roll. Um, you're 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 such a delight to have on the air, and I can't wait to see you again in person. Yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to uh, bust out our ukuleles and do a little jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to come up with teach our me a few things. <laughs> yeah. I can teach you a thing or two. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. 
Check out violetcrownspirits.com and be good to each other. Until next time we speak. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that sim. It's gonna get you The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please, join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.